Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaakob has dissolved Malaysia's parliament, announcing it in a special television address today, paving the way for snap polls nearly a year ahead of the deadline for a general election. The announcement comes after more than a week of growing pressure from party colleagues loyal to UMNO President Zahid Hamidi, who have made known their desire for a vote to be held as soon as possible since the beginning of this year. It also comes, though, after Malaysia unveiled a budget for 2023 on Friday, announcing cash aid and tax cuts and warning of an economic slowdown to boot. The new package widely seen as an attempt to woo support for the ruling parties ahead of the federal polls anticipated by the end of the year. Joining us now is Feng Xiu, Principal Economist Asia at the Economist Intelligence Unit. Specializing in areas including currency, environment, financial services, Islamic finance, macroeconomics in ASEAN, Japan, South Asia and Sri Lanka. A vast array of expertise areas there. Feng Xiu, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, how do you expect voters to react to the timing of this election? Well, I think voters, in a way, have been prepared for a little while now. There are already some indications that an election would be held before the due date, which is September 2023. So we had the budget that was announced on Friday, but that was actually brought forward by about three weeks. And then um, there's been um, an audience with the king as well. And there have been enough um, no party members talking about the fact that they would like to have an early election rather than a later one, probably because the economy is heading or facing some really strong headwinds. And it's probably best to move now this year rather than wait for next year when economic conditions are set to deteriorate. So I think the electorates are probably ready for this news, but what they need to know is when exactly the election will be held. And I don't think we've had that information yet. We do know that the parliament has been dissolved and an election will have to be held within 60 days. I would imagine sometime near November. Now, the new budget, which was unveiled on Friday, is widely seen as an attempt to woo support for the ruling parties ahead of the federal polls. To what extent do you expect the various initiatives that were announced on Friday to translate into actual votes here? Just to say that most budgets, especially pre-election ones, and as this one is, they've always had cash handouts. In fact, I I don't remember a budget one that hasn't been Mm. a cash handout for the lower social economic groups. But I suppose this time round, what the government has decided to focus on is the C40, the bottom 40, and the M40, the middle 40. And to be fair, going into um, facing the headwinds, the economic headwinds that they do see coming next year, I was expecting the government to actually give more fiscal stimulus for the cash handouts to be larger and for tax cuts to be deeper. But I think the Malaysia's government, as with a lot of governments around the world, are going to have to be very careful what they do on the fiscal policy front. So just as monetary policy is being tightened to fight inflation, fiscal policy is the only one left where you can actually try and support demand and support private consumption and also business consumption as well. So financial markets are a little bit wary that governments may actually overdo it and actually give far too much stimulus and that the stimulus might be unfunded. This we have actually seen in the UK. But I think in Malaysia's case, what has happened is that the government has actually been quite prudent on the fiscal uh, front and um, operating expenditure, one of the biggest sort of expenditure categories, is almost being met by revenue collection. So really the gap 
or the deficit is actually the development expenditure category that's actually been increased. Here's the thing. Let's talk about revenue for a moment. How can the government, any new government, ensure that revenues actually reduce the budget deficit? I mean, some experts are saying that they're counting on the post-COVID economic reopening. But is that really sufficient or will taxes need to be revised upwards, realistically speaking, in order to fill the hole? Yes, absolutely. So the 12th Malaysia plan has a budget deficit ratio of about 3.5%. Malaysia's budget deficit ratio hit about 6.4% in 2021. So I think government officials have been quite keen to say that they would like to bring this deficit down or, you know, in other words, conduct some form of fiscal consolidation. But they're going to have to widen the tax base. The current taxes of a system that's already in place is not going to be able to raise the revenues enough. So one area could well be the re-implementation of the goods and services tax. Mm. So that and also that could be raised higher. The problem is, last time that was introduced, it was hardly any different from the sales and services tax, the actual rate that was implemented. So yes, you can expand the tax base if you are keen to bring down borrowing. Borrowing costs will be going up. And so there should be an eye to thinking about how you're going to manage that sort of a situation as interest rates go up borrowing costs will go up and Malaysia still has a budget deficit. How likely is it that taxes will be raised though by a new government? They won't be. Um, so the budget for 2023 has actually, it contains tax cuts. Yeah. So there's about a two percentage point tax cut. Then this budget was always going to be a stopgap budget. It was never actually going to make any major reforms or, or contain any radical moves. The government is keen probably to get a mandate And once it gets the electoral mandate that it's seeking, I think expansion of the tax base is likely in the next couple of years. But first of all, they need to see the economy through what will be really difficult times next year when the global economy is set to slow down. Against a backdrop of slower growth, which initiatives in Budget 2023 do you think should be implemented regardless of how the election goes? I think the tax cuts will be supportive. I think the cash handouts for the B40 group will be supportive of growth. Both of those should go through as monetary policies continue to be tightened. And that will actually give some support to purchasing power. We need purchasing power just to keep the economy going because Malaysia's economy is made up of private consumption as well as external demand trade. Trade is important, but trade is going to be the engine that's going to slow down. And therefore, you need to keep the engine running on private consumption. What was missing, starkly missing, that you think the new government should consider? More fiscal consolidation, really. We did actually have the release of the 12th Malaysia plan. There is a goal to reach 3.5% budget deficit. And the government seems to be quite happy with the shrinkage to around about 5.8% in 2023. Having said that, I will say that the government does recognise that revenue collection will slow down quite dramatically next year. Partly because global oil prices, which contribute to revenue, is expected to actually come down to around about an average of $90. This is crude Brent oil that they're thinking maybe will come down to about $90 per barrel from a range of, at the moment, 90 to 110. So there is a recognition there that revenue is going to be weak. So they have to be careful. They can't actually give out too much. Otherwise, Mm. they will be punished by the financial markets. Right. Now, which group of voters would you say parties should be paying most attention to? And what economic policies will they need to woo these groups? 
Well, I think that the government's already done that in a way. So really, it's the rural voters that the support base for the current coalition and especially UMNO. So they've already made the cash handouts to the B40, but they've also given some incentives to young voters as well. But having said that, you know, I think that was just a sort of a pre-election sort of measure just to garner as much support as possible. But going forward, I think the government has done what it needs to do to actually gain the support that it's seeking to actually win another term in office. Now, there are concerns that the election will actually delay the government's fiscal consolidation plans. How concerned are you about this? I mean, could we see things go horribly wrong, perhaps, just because of the delays? Actually, I don't think the internal delays will actually sort of blow the fiscal consolidation plans out of the water because Malaysia's always been quite good at planning their budget. So they're always announced three to four months before the actual implementation. So if the election goes ahead in November, then you will see the implementation of the measures outlined in Budget 2023 at the start of the next calendar year. So there won't be too much of a delay. I suppose the only thing is that if they don't actually get voted in, then you might see another stopgap budget, an emergency budget, and that has actually completely different measures. But I suspect that the government is in a fairly strong position to actually secure another term in office. Thanks very much for your analysis, Feng Xiu. Feng Xiu, Principal Economist Asia at the Economist Intelligence Unit. Thanks for joining us on Primetime on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, Download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.